This is a podcast for the dreamers, a place to feel nourished and seen, a place to call in our highest path possible and to explore our desires, hopes, wishes, and dreams. I'm your guide, Emily Elliott. Welcome to The Magnetic Life. Hello and welcome to the Raw Recordings show. In this episode, we have Emily Elliott here. She is a mindset and success embodiment coach um, and a good a mutual friend, actually. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so it's so great to have you on the show, Emily. Um, oh, thank you so much, Sabrina. I'm so pleased to be here. No problem. And I love to start each episode with the question, who is Emily? Oh, that's such a deep one. (laughs) I would say that I am a passionate, um, energetically light, and ever-evolving human who's um, been on a quest for a while to kind of like peel away all the layers of conditioning and who I thought I was supposed to be and really step into who I actually am, which is, um, you know, I really got stuck on academia. So it's like, okay, my identity is around how much I know versus now it's like, no, this is who I am. I am someone that loves to feel free and connected to the earth and energetically light and um, help others succeed in life. So I would say that it's been a long journey and this year is probably the closest I've ever been to discovering her with the caveat that we're always on an ever-evolving journey, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And as I was just saying earlier, I recently listened to your TED talk, which is fantastic. Um, I'll definitely put it in the in the show notes after for our listeners too. Um, But in it, it's all about how you've renounced your naturopathic doctor title Mm -hmm. as it wasn't, it was, as it wasn't serving you any, any longer and it wasn't bringing you joy. And now Mm -hmm. you've completely switched in, in to become more aligned with your passions and, and just living a more joyful life. Maybe you can just give us some like tidbits of information on that. Yeah, it's, um. It's massive, right? And so many people are going through this. It's like they have the job and the steady income and the approval, right? Everyone's looking for Mm -hmm. approval of their friends and family and society. Um, And they're not happy. So what happens is you show up as a robot in your day-to-day life and you're not authentic. You're not attracting what you're meant to because you put your energy field in such a shut off state whereas when you get down to your essence and who you are and your purpose on this earth you literally become like a magnet because people can't turn off of wanting to be around you in your highest in your delight right so yeah it's uh, been a journey and it took a lot of self-inquiry because what people don't realize is everyone's going to challenge you along the way. There's very few people that will say, yep, you do that. You follow your heart. Most people will say, aren't you scared? You spend so much money. Why would you? Um, So you have to really stand in your own conviction and believe in yourself. 
Um, so yeah, it took me, I mean, the whole time I was in there, I wasn't sure I really wanted to be there, but I was scared of being a quitter. So I got my license, finished all my training. And then it wasn't until I had my second son and I was like, I can no longer live in such a shrunken state. I need to be expressed. I need to be myself. So I'm like, okay, this is scary, but I'm going to do it. And can I I pause you? I don't want to interrupt your story because it's so compelling. But at this particular transition point, can you remember how it felt for you in the body? Mm, Yeah. I think it's a really tough question because I don't know how long ago that's been for you, but. For me, when I'm contracted, it's like everything's tight. Like I'm holding everything tight, right? I'm holding myself and my fears. And, you know, whereas when I'm myself, everything's soft and expanded. So I picture myself in a very contracted, intense space. You know, you're not holding your heart open, your shoulders back. Uh, making eye contact with the world because you don't want to be seen where you're at, right? So I think of kind of contracted body versus expansive body. And mm. when the body is expansive, the heart's open, the hips are open, the eyes make contact with other humans. So that's probably my strongest visual. Yeah, I love that. And and why I was asking is because we both do a lot of embody, embodied and somatic work and self-inquiry work. Um, and I think there's such a a great disconnect for people between the the mind body connection and just in general feeling in the body. Yeah. And yeah. so sometimes when you're in this kind of period, a state where you're feeling potentially a little bit more depressed, you're dissatisfied with your day to day, you're not mm-hmm. feeling joyful about about you know what you're doing um, with your life and and um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you're looking for more purpose, right? Alignment. Right. Um, it's really important to be able to feel those signs as well that your body is telling you. So, as you were saying, you're feeling tight and closed off, and to the world and and yeah. um, yourself. So, these are some signs. If you know, for our listeners, also if they're seeing that within themselves, start to notice you know, how you carry yourself day to day in your body yeah. as well and how you're how you're feeling. Um, if you're living from a state of fear, like you're saying, or if you're living from from a state of passion and joy, it's very, very different. Um, so yeah. I just wanted to highlight that, but can please yeah. continue. Yeah. So I mean, I, I it was so easy for me to launch this business. Everything flowed naturally. People just like landed in my inbox, like, hey, I want you to be my coach. Whereas as a naturopath, it kind of felt like I was pulling teeth. Like it, it wasn't natural for me because I didn't want to be there. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's when everything started to really um, just naturally flow with the universe, abundance. And they say that's true when you're on the path, right? So I would say one of my biggest signs when I'm off the course is having anxiety. So if I'm having anxiety, it means that's not the job or the city or the people I'm meant to be around. And when it is aligned, I can approach my days with more calm and connection. So yeah, that was a big thing that flared up for me was the constant anxiety. 
Mm, that's a good messenger. Yeah, I can definitely relate. Anxiety, which by the way, is fear. If you're looking at the, the feeling wheel of, um, of, of emotions and, and mental health, um, fear is anxiety actually. Um, so for me, very, very much so I'm looking at myself and I'm, I'm like, okay, do I feel anxious as in, is my body sending me anxiety signals, like fight or flight signals, literally? Right. Am I tensing in the shoulders? Am I gritting my teeth? Am I starting to get jaw pain? And yeah. um, is my skin flaring up? Because I, I get inflamed when I have some, uh, yeah, anxiety, right? Because it is a heightened state of really? stress, as you know, um, and cortisol yeah. pumping in the body. So like all of these signs are coming mm-hmm. through our body, um, telling us like, whoa, this is actually subconsciously not what you want. And right? it's trying to switch the conscious mind, mind's attention to it. So that right. you can choose elsewhere and follow a more aligned path. It's so true. It's so true. It's, and it takes a while. When we're young, we don't know that that's why that's happening. It's like, hmm. well, was I born with anxiety? And then as you get older, it's kind of like, oh, no, there's things I can, and I don't like to use the word control, but there's things that can influence how I feel, right? Mm-hmm. Manage. You can manage um, how you feel. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. It's fascinating. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So then, so that was, so it was really feeling based for you then this, de- this de- decision to move away from the naturopathic work yeah, into yeah. something more joyful. And how is it now? Like, d- d- how long have you been, uh, you know, in your current role? And do you still have that same feeling from when you started? Yeah, it's an awesome question. Um, I feel now that I get like really excited to work, which is a new feeling for me. (laughs) Um, And I would say that I feel like I'm actually doing my life's work because I mean, it was a pleasure and I learned a lot, you know, prescribing magnesium or omegas and they for sure helped. But where I was having a problem with like my gifts is I didn't feel like it was going to sustain the health. I think that we have our breakthroughs when we can influence our thoughts because our thoughts are sending messages to our body all day, right? And I've been able to heal myself of like really bad period pain and acne and skin stuff. Um, Like we'll say like a handful of illnesses through the more deep work. I don't think, you know, the omegas helped, yeah, and they're necessary, but I had to do the other piece too. And, you know, it's not necessarily always just about tackling the illness head on in this realm too. It's also like everything in your life is going to affect everything else. So if you're having a hard time with your job and you feel like it's a toxic environment and your body's shutting down and you're repressing all day long, that's really going to affect your health. So we do have to look at all the pieces of the pie. We have to look at, you know, our relationships. 
Are your friends pulling out the best in you? Um, we have to look at our job. We have to look at every piece of the pie. And even in practice, because I felt more gifted in this deep work, people would have the massive stomach healing when they confessed, oh, I actually don't want to be living in this city anymore, be at this job. I realized that this, you know, friend from um, horseback riding 30 years ago is like really negative in my ear. And and these are the times they'd say, oh, I stopped my chronic burping or gas because they're holding on to something, right? So the life work does have to play into the health and the passion work. And when you're finding stuff you love, it's that classic Tony Robbins, find something that makes you jump out of bed in the morning, right? And then you'll want to wake up and you won't feel so tired. So it's a big piece there in health is being happy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Following your bliss, following following the joy and your passions in, in life. That's the right. I mean the number one motivator, isn't it? And totally. I think Yeah. And I think you're on to something so much here. Um, when you're talking about looking at the full piece of the of the pie. So a lot of people don't think of their mental health and emotional health. Um from a career perspective, how is my career influencing my mental health and emotional health? How are my friendships and other relationships uh, affecting me mentally and emotionally? We don't think about it in that way, right? Right, um, right. Often, but all of that can be um, part of the bigger picture and the root cause to some of our suffering, you know, that, and, oh, and come out in, in embodied symptoms. Um, so it's really important to take a step back from life every now and again and do some self-reflection work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of I can. Course, yeah, but of course, people do not want to self-reflect because it's so no. vulnerable. Yeah. Are you seeing this with your with your clients? Very totally. And that's why people do need to hire people like you and I, because we don't know what we can't see. And when you have someone holding space for you, you know, we can lovingly say, you know, I see, or, you know, what's your relationship to, if someone's saying the word a lot, like it's impossible, it's impossible. It's like, oh, you've just said it's impossible 20 times today. So you're definitely believing and attracting that. And Mm -hmm. I think when you have a coach that holds the mirror, it can be done in a really loving way. And sometimes people get scared of feedback, but if you know your coach is here for your like blasting off towards everything you want in life, then you have to trust that they've got your back. Even if they say, Hey, I noticed the word impossible 20 times. Like, you know, what's your relationship to the word impossible? I've heard that a lot, you know? So I remember when I was looking for coaches, I had people say, I'm not holding your hand. You have to go jump in and blah, 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 blah. And I did not resonate with that. And then I had people that are like, really, really, really nurturing. And I'm like, I actually think the best coaches are somewhere in the middle because our nervous systems need to establish safety and know, you know, you don't have to hold my hand, but I need to know we're shoulder to shoulder for a bit, right? So I think that when I was looking for a coach, that was really, really important for me. Um, Yeah, because we don't want to do our own work and that's okay because there's tons of stuff we don't, do on our own in life. We don't mm-hmm. go to our own dentist. We don't do our own dental 
cleanings and fillings. We don't change our own car updates. You know, Mm -hmm. we take it to a mechanic. I'm laughing. I'm like, that's how good I am at cars. Change our own car updates. Like literal, like gibberish words. <laughs> I'm in hysterics. <laughs> well, if you have a Tesla, then there probably are technological updates in the yeah. software. <laughs> You're not yeah, that so, wrong. You're not that right, far from technology. Right. We'll just make our own language here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think we have to kind of lean into that, that if we're using, um, you know, we're finding and hiring and choosing people for all these other things in our lives. If our thoughts are causing us pain and suffering, why is the coach so low down on the list? So that that's something that comes up for me because I've always in my life put it top of mind. I'm like, nope, I want to grow. I want a cool life. Let's go find me the mm. most aligned coach. So yeah, a bit of a tangent, but also super important, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that too. It is. And maybe we should talk about, you know, some of the elements that, that um, our listeners could look for in a, in a coach or yeah. you know, a practitioner or alternative health practitioner, whatever that might be in, in terms of their own growth journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely in every single coach or practitioner, that safety piece is, is key. I, I think is, as well. They need to be able to help you ground, help you regulate and teach you the tools to, to do so, so that you can build a from a foundation, um, and grow, you know, bit by bit and start to expand your window of tolerance, um, over a more gradual period of time. So you're not reaching this point of overwhelm and then you don't know what to do with it and it's not sustainable. And, we want yeah. to get this gradual growth journey going and just get the momentum and keep the momentum going. I um, completely agree. I completely agree. Yeah. So it's, I like how you're saying that, you know, every person needs to define that for themselves, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. what's right for me might not be right for you. But I think there mm-hmm. are some major pieces to being a coach, which is, um, when you're hiring your coach, just make sure they're doing the work. That doesn't mean that they have a jet or live Mm -hmm. in Fiji. But when you're hiring a coach, ask them, be like, how do you stay at your personal and professional best? Because Mm. um, I think sometimes on the internet, there's people that are like, I'm a money coach. And then like, you know, use their last $7 on Uber Eats. Like, you know, and so uh, theoretically, I support these people because they know where they want to go. And I don't care if you're not a trillionaire. But what I do care about is show me your five steps ahead of me with the work, right? How are you showing up every day to the crap in your life and doing the work? Mm -hmm. So I think that's a really, really big one. I think, um, I think too, just there's like a spidey sense, like trust your gut feeling. When you get on that Zoom call, you're going to know. Like if you leave and you're like, I don't know, you know, so it's different to say, I don't know exactly where that first payment we're going to, will come from, but I'm going to figure it out. That's different than, I don't know about this coach. I think you should have 
some sort of feeling like I would really like to work with them Mm -hmm. and just try and separate the logistics. Like, okay, I'll need to figure out how we can both meet on a Thursday and, you know, just figure out that last payment. But in your gut of guts, is that the person for you? Because I think that's so much medicine when you find your human resonance and know that they've done some of this and they have the wisdom and you know what straight up do they care about you i've mm-hmm. had coaches i'm like they really care and i have coaches and it doesn't mean go over your boundaries it just means at the end of the day do they care overall mm-hmm. yeah and you can tell you can really tell when people really actually are cheering on your highest and not just taking a paycheck you know mm-hmm. yeah those are great tips. I totally yeah. agree. And and just to mention, every you know coach or any anyone you work with, they should be offering some kind of free consultation call so, or some For kind sure. of meet or greet. If they're not, that's probably a red flag. <laughs> For right. sure. Do you remember why you got into entrepreneurship? For so many of us, it is because of the freedom that entrepreneurship can bring. But then we get bogged down with things like too much responsibility, decision paralysis, figuring out where to put our time and making sure we aren't up all night drinking coffee and eating treats as those not so hot patterns can emerge during times of stress and feeling a general lack of support. What's worse is we can see everything we desire, but we just don't know how to get there. What if we told you that you could enrich your weeks and days with a community of devoted, passionate, impact-driven, and health and lifestyle-anchored entrepreneurs who have shared values and believe that we can really, truly, actually all shine together? A space that focuses on individual and shared success, and also a place to really just be yourself. In this space, we are equally devoted to big leaps in our business as we are to nurturing our highest health and happiness. Yet, we deeply know that we can have our cake and eat it too. If you are feeling the strong call for connection, accountability, a trusted group of like minds, weekly elevation, being called forward to your highest and a sacred place to move through the highs and lows of entrepreneurship, then the mastermind is for you. Check out the link in the show notes, kelseyridle.com forward slash mastermind. It's time for you to inspire the action that will bring you forward to everything you dream of. So there's always an opportunity to connect first and, and, feel if it's the right fit both ways. Um, so just to know that that is available. Yeah, it's, I completely agree. Completely. Mm -hmm. And so let's dive into a little bit of, of your work. What are some of the key areas that you're helping people with right now? Yeah. I think most people that come to me say that they feel really stuck. So that means like they're, they're like, I'm stagnant, I'm stuck, which means that they're not allowing something in for their heart's desire. Because it's like, when we are allowing our desires, if we're an open channel, we can just receive it. But when we have all these layers 
of stuff. <laughs> of course we're stuck because the love and joy wants in, but it's like, what will my aunt think? What will all these people think? Which is a feeling of stuck. So we have to like lean in and question all these layers that are holding us back from feeling stuck. Um, you know, stuck releasing and I almost picture like dissolving and then that's when stuff starts moving. And that's like we're creative breathing. Everything in our nature is breathing and flowing. So when we feel stuck, it's kind of like that doesn't feel our most human. So I'd say they come to me and they feel stuck and it's because there's layers of beliefs that need to be moved through in order to really allow who you are in your essence to shine, right? So of course, it's like, let's pretend I want to be a famous yoga teacher. And then Aunt Betty is like, that's not a good job. You have to be a lawyer or a doctor. And so your heart knows that you can be a famous yoga teacher and Aunt Betty is right here. So the the vision is trying to pour in and there's a block right here. So that's what I help people with is just stuff that's feeling stuck. Um, other ways it can come is like, I just don't have the right friends that support me. Okay, well, who are you showcasing in your life? And what is that attracting? Is it real? Because often you have to kind of be your realist to attract your realist friends. Um, it can show up, you know, even in relationships, like wanting when I get the partner, then I'll be happy. Well, no, that's an inside job. And then you'll probably attract the right partner when you're hunting for someone to fill your cup. Well, what if they leave for the weekend? You're going to be miserable. So it's it's that inside job, removing the layers. And then how to just embody confidence. Like none of us are ever perfect humans. So how can you embody confidence as a human? Yeah, so that's kind of my big work there is helping dissolve blocks. Mm-hmm. And the correlation <laughs> in all of that is that it's an inside job and it requires this kind of stepping back, seeing the bigger picture, um, and then doing, yeah, doing the work. <laughs> totally. Absolutely. I completely agree. Yeah. Interesting. And so how do you, how do you move through that? What kind of exercises are you using for the self-reflection piece as well? And, and diving a little bit deeper because for I, one of the tools that I use um, heavily with my clients is journaling mm-hmm. and really, you know, give it, providing them specific prompts, doing um, stream of consciousness kind of germ- journaling to get the things from the subconscious into the conscious mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, also doing something we call in, in yoga, it's called the kosha model. And it's looking at every single layer of the self. Hmm. yeah um yeah the physical self the energetic self the the wisdom part of self every everything the relationship and social part of self yeah you have to look at all the pieces of the pie right and Mm. i think that the first thing i can generally establish with people is awareness it's like even if i don't even give them a prompt I'm like, I just want you to be aware of how you're engaging with your day. When are you checking out? You know, like just watch yourself for a day. 
And we're so externally focused, like screens and Instagram that we forget. It's like, well, what are my behaviors? What am I doing? What am I telling the universe? So even just that awareness can be pretty profound because it's pulling the focus back inside. And that's sometimes when people say, I just noticed how I check out so fast. It's like I'm bored, I go on my phone. Or I want to, I'm bored, I'll go get a snack. So we're just doing everything we can to not be in ourselves. So even five minutes a day of like quiet time, that's progress. You don't need to be meditating nine hours a day. It's like slowly build up your tolerance to just being with yourself. And that's when you can see the funny patterns. Like, you know, maybe when something goes wrong, you call the friend who wants to vent for hours and just make it such a problem, right? Whereas as we learn to be our own best resource and have our own tool belt, like that went wrong, how can I function? And that doesn't mean don't call on friends. But I think when you're primarily using external sources, you need to learn that you have better coping skills than you would imagine, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's that whole mindfulness piece too. So if there's one takeaway exercise already for our listeners today, it's that we challenge you to go for a walk without any kind of headset, without your phone, without any kind of external, you know, stimulus, go outside, just walk around, be with yourself or lay down, sit down and don't listen to music. Don't listen to anything. Don't have Netflix on the background. Nothing. Don't read anything. Just sit there. Don't have to meditate. You don't have to breathe. You don't have to do anything. Just sit there and see what happens just notice yeah i completely agree that's potent yes and a great starting point Mm -hmm. for some of the deeper work and people don't realize that it can be that simple and it it is really i love when you say inside job because it really is an inside job that's exactly what you're doing we have our external jobs out in the world where we've been you know told to fake it till we make it this kind of pretend mentality Um, and and we have that external job but we have the inside job that we always forget and and oppress Mm -hmm. and and that's actually the most important job that should be your priority yeah I completely agree it's and we're not taught that right it's taught Mm -hmm. we're taught listen to your teachers listen to that parent listen 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 but really only you know and sometimes that's where the massive dissonance comes as you're listening to other people not yourself so mm-hmm. yeah that intuition piece you yeah. know we need to we need to start trusting our our intuition as well and listening mm-hmm. to it and feeling it again because it is very much a felt sense as well um, that we've mm-hmm. kind of lost touch with and that's our our greatest compass really so true it's so mm. true mm. yeah i love that so mm. much yeah. so, so are you doing um so you don't really use journaling you're doing more like inquiry pieces and conversationally yeah yeah i think i mean i definitely do offer journaling along the way um but i find it's such a holistic model because I find that in my opinion, 
the highest healing happens when someone is like holding the space and it's like shame is moving and just like people, someone you trust, like myself or yourself, is witnessing stuff so that it can no longer be held. So I find that's really big. Um, I, there is a few journal prompts that sometimes will just come through me as important. Um, I find movement is massive. Like if your nervous system's frozen, go walk it out. Like it's, we have to incorporate movement pieces. Um, and yeah, I think just becoming more and more open as, as those layers come off, it's like, in your environment, just look for something that inspires you today. And this is where we start putting seeds in those fields of reception where beautiful things can bloom. So yeah, I think that um, I identify with being a more intuitive coach. So I often, I'm like, I'm not going to give you a program because that's not necessarily what you need. Hmm. So let's... um Let's just keep following what you need. And then I have the resources like the tapping and all that sort of good stuff to help guide people along. So yeah, that's kind of my hippie answer to how it all goes. (laughs) I love that. Not at all. And that's so important. And obviously with yoga therapy, it's also all about incorporating the somatic element as well into a more therapeutic model. So I love that you have your clients go for walks to, to really, you know, process things and move through things because we are oppressing our um, emotions in the body all the time and, and everything. And the more we don't sit with ourselves and do the in, inner work, the more that it's just building and building and building and creates more suffering mentally and emotionally and physically and every in every aspect of our lives and with our relationships because we're feeling so burned out to the absolute limit (laughs) because we can't manage it anymore because we've just built upon it so much and I've been there as well personally so I am speaking also from experience too um so it's so important to just be consistent. This is kind of the message that I work with with my clients as well. Like consistency mm-hmm. over duration. Mm-hmm. You don't need two hours to do, you know, whatever the latest and greatest of the wellness trends. Yeah, of course. You can sit for however long period of time with yourself, you know, just being with yourself. Like mm-hmm. we were just talking about that is already doing the the inner work and can be as as simple, I say simple, it's not simple to do so because obviously a lot, all of that then comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I know it's some of the hardest work, right? Yes. It's the, it's <laughs> the hardest work, seemingly simple work, but it is the, the hardest work to do. And it's why we avoid or ignore, um, all these kind of, of themes as well. Completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. But- and so I'm I'm wondering now, do you find yourself now still bringing in elements of your naturopathic kind of work into your work today <laughs> or not at all? For sure, in a way, like the very, very basics of naturopathic medicine, like being seen, being heard, connection to nature and movement. Um, I found I didn't love the aspect of naturopathy where 
you know, when you prescribe a supplement, you have a lot of duty of care in the sense of, well, does this person have a health condition that wouldn't benefit from the supplement or the on medications that would interact? Um, and so there is an onus of care there. And I think sometimes influencers on social media are kind of like, oh, everybody can um, take magnesium for sleep and muscles. But there is a bit of a risk inherent there because truly not everyone benefits from everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I know many people have taken certain things or like that did not sit good. So to stay in the big field of possibility, I can't actually, my my soul doesn't do well with sitting on med checkers. And so I I don't, I don't say, you know, do this and this and this and take magnesium because I find it takes me out of my gift, which is a very big picture. Mm-hmm. But when it comes back to the old school medicine, like forest bathing, going to water, like the very, very, very um, origins of the medicine, I'm there. And, mm-hmm. you know, if someone ever asking me like, oh, are there stuff I should consider? Are available for acne, I would say, why don't you go look into, and then I could say a number of recommendations, right? But I will not at this point kind of prescribe because A, it doesn't feel good. And B, I don't think the internet fully realizes that there is a level of responsibility from practitioners. So asking someone, oh, what should I take for um, it's not going to work. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. I love that you said that because I am so frustrated right now with the healthcare influencers that I keep seeing and I keep yeah. hearing in my about in my social groups. Yeah. Because it's people are just flocking to them like um like like as if they're gurus, they know everything, you know, only their research or only their specific model is you know, is valid and they'll just stop everything else that they've ever learned or feel intuitively for themselves and adopt these new kind of techniques or, you know, supplements or whatever trackers, whatever they're doing that might not serve them and it's not personalized to them. So it's crazy. It it is nuts. And you know, I've heard people say, oh, well, I don't know if I'm going to go for a meeting or whatever with that person because they only have this many followers. And I'm like, since when did we equate? Since when, right? Mm -hmm. Like uh, authority or all these things to followers like that really blow. I've heard that so many times and that one really blows my mind or it's like, you know, I know a few friends starting businesses. They're like, oh, I don't think they'll collab with me because they have a fraction of my followers. And I'm like, that makes no sense. I'm like, find people with similar values and don't sweat it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is some weird stuff happening in our culture. And that's again, why we have to decondition, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Looking internally again, not superficially yeah. Um, yeah. in these ways, but that's some black mirror shit. <laughs> Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you've seen that. Episode. I've heard of it. <laughs> like, I don't think I need to watch this terrifying situation. <laughs> no. Yeah. Speaking of fear and anxiety, it's very anxiety provoking. 
<laughs> basing everyone on their, you know, on their social status and whatever else, giving them ratings for, for life. Oh my gosh. Cool. That's whack. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally whack. That's so whack. I know. And on that note, I know we could go into that specific topic forever, <laughs> but I think we, we hit the point on the surface level at, at least. So I think we can leave it there. But Emily, it's been fantastic to have you on the show. And is there any kind of last, you know, words that you want to leave our listeners with? Yeah, I would say that the courageous path is not always the easier path, but it's the more worthwhile path. So if you're feeling scared and is this worth it, it might not you know, wake up and be lattes and beaches, but it will be the more worthwhile one because when you feel fulfilled, lattes and beaches have even more meaning than when you feel empty. Wow. I And I just got shivers all down my body with that. How empowering. Thank you for that, Emily. <laughs> yeah, my pleasure, Sabrina. Thank you so much for hosting me. This has been a ton of fun. Wonderful. Talk to you soon. Take care. <laughs>